presents I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Dennis King, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us for a second week in the fine seaside town of Rill in North Wales. The Welsh coast is noted as the last place in Britain to have been invaded by foreign troops. In 1797, a French naval force landed to be greeted by local women in their traditional scarlet costume and tall black hats. The French took them for British redcoats and fled. (laughs) Clearly terrified that they'd inadvertently invaded Butlins. During the Industrial Revolution, Rill became a centre of brick-making, and by the beginning of the 20th century, many thousands of tonnes of bricks were going to Manchester to build housing and to Liverpool to prop cars up. (laughs) And if I apologise now, can I not have to go to Liverpool? Nearby, St. Asaph boasts the smallest cathedral in Britain. This is open to visitors only on Wednesdays, as that's when they take it out of the fish tank for cleaning. (laughs) The six miles of golden sands here were host to the Wright brothers, who demonstrated their new flying machine in 1907. Visitors to the town's museum will find photographs of Wilbur sat at the controls in his flying suit and Orville sat on his lap in a duck costume. (laughs) Famous names associated with Rill include Carol Vorderman, whom locals remember had a Saturday job in the chemist's on Flint Street. One recalls her selling him some ointment for an embarrassing itch on his consonant, vowel, consonant, consonant. (laughs) As a student in 1897, the young Albert Einstein spent the summer here in Rill and began to formulate his general theory of relativity as he worked the season DJing under the stage name of MC Squared. (laughs) The The radio pioneer Marconi made the first ever wireless broadcast from the top of the water tower here with the words, Help, I'm stuck up a water tower. But Marconi isn't alone in reminding Rill of the early days of wireless broadcast disasters. <laughs> Let's meet the teams. They are, on my left, Barry Cryer and Andy Hamilton. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Tony Hawks. And And ready to jump into action as the team's points go up, please welcome our delightful scorer, the ever-fragrant Samantha. Okay, we start with a new round about the honours system. And this game does exactly what it says on the tin. May cause drowsiness. (laughs) 
the teams have been perusing the new honours list and I'd like them to share with us any interesting new members of the nobility they may have spotted. Andy, would you care to start, please? Right, for services to Norfolk Painting and Decorating, <laughs> er, will be finished by Tuesday. <laughs> Tim. For services to drinking and butchery, this man is no longer Mr. Osis, but is now Sir Osis of the Liver. <laughs> Barry. For services to Tory party, Lord Elpis. <laughs> Tony. For services to poor quality South African locksmiths. <laughs> oh, yeah. Marquis won't fit in the door. <laughs> For services to racial stereotyping, Lordy, 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 Lordy. <laughs> Boy George is henceforth to be known as Lord and Lady Boy George. <laughs> For services to Carol Vorderman, Countdown. <laughs> I watched Countdown once and I got aroused. It's only seven letters. <laughs> Ken Livingston, MBE, it's because I'm a Londoner. <laughs> OK, the teams are going to sing along now to some discs in the round called Pick Up Song. Each singer will be provided with a well-known song which has been personally selected by Samantha. Samantha spends many hours down in the gramophone library researching discs for this round with the kindly old archivist. However, the nature of her duties has become the subject of a certain amount of ribald comment of late. Therefore, to avoid any unfortunate misunderstanding, I shall self-censor the account of this week's visit. So, Samantha went to fetch the team's discs earlier, and da di 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 da da di da di da di da di da and kept them spinning at 45 revolutions per minute. Samantha is now poised in DJ mode and ready to spin the team's discs. Each should sing along to the record until, at my signal, Samantha turns the volume down. If on the music return you're within a gnat's crotchet of the original teams, I'll be awarding points, and points mean prizes. Knock, knock. <laughs> oh, dear. This week's prize is just the thing to delight the small rodent enthusiast who likes to keep his pets minty fresh. It's this bottle of Listerine mouthwash. <laughs> Andy, you can start this, and I'd like you to accompany Dave Edmonds singing I Hear You Knocking. I'd stop holding my nose, I think. <laughs> I'm starving the oxygen of brain. And now you tell me. Oh, I sound the same one. I don't know my nose. 
in, but you can't come in. Welcome back. You now, Tim, I want you to accompany the streets singing their hit song, Dry Your Eyes. One single moment your whole life can turn around I'll stand there for a minute staring straight into the ground Looking to the left slightly then looking back down World feels like it's caved in, proper sorry frown Please let me know where you, we could only be for us I can change and I can grow, we could just adjust The wicked thing about it is we always have trust We can even have an open relationship if you must I look at her, she stares almost straight back at me, but her eyes glide over, she's looking straight through me. Then her eyes must have closed for what seems like an eternity. When they open up, she's looking down at her feet. Dry your eyes, mate. I know it's hard to take, but her mind has been made up. There's plenty more fish in the sea. Dry your eyes, mate. I know you Okay, you now, Barry, I'd like you to accompany Desmond Decker singing Israelites. <laughs> Get up in the morning, sleeping for bread, so that every mouth can be fed for me. The Israelites are. <laughs> Get up in the morning, sleeping for bread, sir. So that every mouth can be fed for me, the Israelite. My wife and my kids, they are packed up, believe me. Darling, she said I was yours to be seen for me. What? Humph, I should point out I'm not Jewish. <laughs> I think Desmond Decker was singing it at the wrong stage. Oh, he's <laughs> Finally, Tony, would you please accompany Jimmy Somerville and the Communards singing Don't Leave Me This Way. <laughs> I pray for the music to come back in. <laughs> As the teams put that behind them, let's move on to sound charades. <laughs> Listeners might be interested to learn that this was developed from the old TV show called Give Us a Clue. <laughs> then again, they might not. 
Ours is a spoken version of the original game where teams mimed titles of songs and films. The past master of the game was, of course, Lionel Blair, who regularly amazed and delighted his teammates with his mime portrayals of the songs and movies of the so-called black exploitation genre. Eunice Stubbs' eyes were out on stalks as she witnessed Lionel using his hands on Isaac Hayes' shaft for two minutes. <laughs> Tim and, Tony, Tim and Tony, you're to start, please, and your title will shortly be displayed to the audience via the laser display screen. For listeners at home, here's the mystery voice. Death of a salesman. Death of a salesman. Right, you're guessing this one, Barry and Andy. Off you go, Tim and Tony. It's four words, and it's a play, and it goes something like this. Oh, what are you doing in this graveyard, then? Well, I, I like just looking at uh, all the graveyards. So do I, actually. Do you? Yeah, look at that one over there. Is it yeah. George Smith, um, yeah. Ironmonger? Yeah. You kicked the bucket. Oh, right. Right, yeah. There's, uh, there's a sumo wrestler there and went belly up. Yeah. <laughs> What's that one over there? Can you see it? Uh, that one over there, that's, uh, that's a Miller, actually. That Miller? One. Really? Yeah, he's brown bread. Right. Uh, but he only worked three and a half days a week. Well, so he's um, half a minute. Half a minute. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. right. Right. So, um, what's this? Uh, I don't know what this man did. It just said um, he sold out. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. The end. Yeah. I, I think I've got this. Is 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 there a play called Death by Terrible Pun? <laughs> I'm working on it. Was Arthur Miller of relevance? Yes. You know, I, I think you're going to get this A view soon. from the bridge. No. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> Was it death of a salesman? Yes! Yeah. Right, your turn, Barry and Andy. Your title's now being exhibited on the laser display board. Here again is the mystery voice for listeners at home. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Two words. It's been in every medium, actually, mm. hasn't it? Television, film, book, mm -hmm. and... Uh... Most famously, television. Yes, yeah. most famously, yes. <laughs> right, here we go. Hello! <laughs> you, you'll have had your tea! <laughs> what? I said you'll have had your tea. Well, that's, that's none of your business. What's that going to do with you? I'm just, I'm well, just... pardon me for breathing. I'm just trying to welcome a visitor to the village. All right, well, that's, you know, I've got no time for small talk. I'm in your village, but I've got a problem. I need to see a GP, a general practitioner. Is there one close by? Are you in luck? Just look over there. What? what? <laughs> what by the tree? In the tree. Uh, well, the only thing I can see in the tree is an owl. <laughs> That's him. Uh, so are you seriously telling me that that owl over there is a fully qualified general practitioner? Exactly. Would you like some tea? <laughs> I don't want any bloody tea. Goodbye.
I went to uh, Holly Oaks, Dr. Kildare. What have you got? Doctor? Well, uh, it's clearly some sort of... Oh. Yeah. Doctor. Yes, oh, Doctor, great. I don't know how you got that. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I think owls make little those owly noises. To it, to woo. Yes, to Doctor who. To to woo. So it's Doctor Who. I can't help but notice the spate of child psychology programs on TV at the moment, such as Super Nanny and House of the Tiny Tearaways. With so many programs showing us how parents fail to cope with their little brat's tantrums, we'll soon have no need to visit supermarkets at all. <laughs> it can be no coincidence that this kind of behaviour has increased since corporal punishment was outlawed in schools. In the first half of the 20th century, we all learned respect out of fear of the cane, and the only violent behaviour you saw then was restricted to two world wars and the destruction of most of Europe. <laughs> Ever mindful of the problems associated with modern-day parenting, I'll ask the teams to assume the role of super-nannies and to provide expert answers to some frequently asked questions associated with child-rearing. Actually, our own Tim Brooke Taylor once worked as a child psychologist, but growing tired of the constant screaming fits and lack of toilet training, his employers sacked him. <laughs> Tim, you can start. You can provide an answer to this frequently asked parenting query. Are there any sounds that are guaranteed to send my baby off to sleep? Yes. Uh, and now on Radio 4, it's time for Quote Unquote. <laughs> <laughs> the actual answer is the sound of a fan or a vacuum cleaner usually does the trick. In my experience, a fan alone does the trick. The last time I heard you, you were in Badney Salterton in 1954. <laughs> you now, Barry, can you help some concerned parents by answering this question? Is there an inexpensive way to keep a young child entertained on a long aeroplane flight? Let's play Hunt the Bomb. <laughs> I have to tell the audience here and in, at home that all these uh, answers come from an actual book, serious book. And the answer to that is draw a smiley face on the flight sick bag to make an instant hand puppy. <laughs> well, I can imagine every easy jet flight now. You're going to see everyone. Oh, also, do you use the sick bag as a puppet before or after yes. it's been used as a sick bag? Oh, Let's who's done it. this? Andy, what about this question? My child has chicken pox. Is there anything I can do to make the experience less miserable for him? Give his sister typhoid. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. When it's time to apply the calamine lotion, dip some into a pot and give your child a paintbrush. <laughs> he will have great fun joining the dots. <laughs> OK, Tony, can you answer this question, please? How can I ensure accurate aim when my little boy goes to the toilet? Rest the rifle on the edge of the sink. LAUGHTER 
The answer is drop a cork in the toilet and encourage him to try to hit it. Well, that's it. I'm going to try that. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't work for Barry, though, does it? <laughs> Here are some questions for any of you to have a go at. How can I ensure that my child can still find me on a crowded beach? Take your clothes off and tell him to go where all the shouting is. <laughs> Screaming, it should be probably. <laughs> the answer is tie a helium balloon to your deck chair. Where's Mum? She's up 5,000 feet. <laughs> She's making a puppet out of a <laughs> Last one. The last one. How can I minimise the distress to my little boy when he wets the bed? Send him up to the shallow end. <laughs> the answer is in two parts. Oh. One, have clean pyjamas ready. Two, put a plastic sheet under the cotton sheet and then a further plastic sheet and cotton sheet on top of these. If the top two layers are wet, simply whip them off and the bed will be ready again. And you'll be drenched from head to foot. <laughs> okay, it's music time now with Swanee Kazoo. This is where the teams combine the soothing lilt of the Swanee whistle with the cheeky rasp of the kazoo. <laughs> this will require piano accompaniment. Now, as Colin Sell can't be here tonight, we're very lucky to get Dennis King in his place. Hang on. I'll say that again. As Colin Sell can't be here, we're very lucky. <laughs> to get Dennis King in his place is truly a pleasure. Okay, you're the Sartonian team, and I'd like you to provide me with a rendition of the song I'd Do Anything from the musical Oliver to feature Tony Hawk's on Kazoo and Tim Brooke Taylor on Swanee Whistle. <laughs> Your turn, Barry and Andy. Your song is Big Spender, and it's to feature Barry Cryer on kazoo and Andy Hamilton on Swanee Whistle.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's just, there's just time to squeeze in a round of Welsh Film Club. Samantha has to nip out now as she's off to meet her new Welsh gentleman friend who's offered to drive her around the area. She hopes she's going to take her to Colwyn Bay and bang her in the back of his van. pronounced that way. No. You can start this one, Tony. Bend it like Brecon. <laughs> Tim. The big sheep. <laughs> Barry. Clan fire poking with go gear if you drop with clan to silly or go go gox stock and two smoking barrow. <laughs> Taffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> the lung did know that time forgot. <laughs> A fish called Rhonda. <laughs> For your I Steadford only. <laughs> Hello Dochley. Hello Dolly. <laughs> Oedipus Wrexham. How green was my vachy? Crouching Tiger Bay, hidden Welsh dragon. When Harry met Sachley. A cat on a prestatin roof. The Buddy Hockley story. Bring me the head of Alfredo Jenkins. <laughs> Evan can wait. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Aberystwyth. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. And I think you'll agree, it certainly ticked all the boxes. <laughs> Particularly those who are terrible and rubbish. <laughs> I'd like to add a personal valediction, because it's the only one I know in Welsh. Blue thing with that. Ah. And with that, it's goodbye from the teams, myself, Samantha, and the good folk of Rill. Goodbye. Barry Cryer, Andy Hamilton, Tim Brooke Taylor, and Tony Hawkes were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Dennis King setting some of them to music. Program consultant was Ian Pattinson, producer was John Naismith. 